what they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. Joining me as always, the man who helped me come up with dirty names for my fantasy football teams, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, me and my... uh, my league, thank you. Eddie, first off, I appreciate that. All I gave you was names around Zach Wilson. That's it. Just there the greatest no clean New York Jet. Just the greatest New York Jet ever. Yeah. Hopefully he's gonna be those these two to three, you know, two to four weeks that he's gonna be out, he's gonna be able to strengthen that knee so we don't have any more issues this year. Mm-hmm. I'd say at least the if not the greatest New York Jet story, at least the second greatest behind mm-hmm. winning Super Bowl three. All right. Eddie. Uh, it's great to see you. You can find us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, Eddie, how do, you got to feel good about like Justin Fields, though. He looked pretty good. Yeah, I just don't feel good about who we have protecting him or who he's throwing the ball to. But other than that, he's making strides. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bears are terrible. I'm actually going to be de- in Chicago. Going to be in Chicago uh, yeah. in the middle of October now. Ooh. My parents, they turned 80 this year. And we are going to go oh my and celebrate really? them. Yeah, they tur- they're turning 80. And they actually, they lived in, my dad went to Northwestern. Then they lived in Chicago for a while. And so we are going to go back and they're going to show us some sights. Were you kind of an, um, how do I say this? An oops baby? No, I was not an, an oops <laughs> baby at all. So I, okay. they're just, uh, they waited a while. And then it yes, was, uh, here yes I am. You know, here I am. Yes, they did. And yes, you are. Well, I have an older brother who is 11 years older than me, so. So I'm right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then I have another one well, who's seven, another one who's five, and then me. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad you get to make that trip. Uh, take a jacket. Yes. My Maybe wife can, is super uh, excited. Great. She's like, great. We're going to Chicago in October. Awesome. Yeah. As a Bears fan, I've been to Soldier Field twice, but both times in the preseason because they're not fooling me. It's beautiful in the summer. Lake Michigan is beautiful in the summer. But by August, you can start to feel that air change. And I'm not going there later than September. Yeah, it's going to be chilly. I am, uh, I am not looking forward. But, you know, I do love to layer. So that's going to be good. Oh, there you go. Well, if you're lucky, maybe the Cubs are still playing or something. Yeah, Cubs will not be playing. The season, I don't know if they're going to make the – I haven't looked at the, the rankings. Oh. Actually, I think the, aren't the White Sox better right now? I don't, I don't know. Eddie, I will tell you right now, uh, my daughter – my daughter right now has a party. As they get back to school this week, you know, most people are going to school. Uh, I was not invited. I was not invited to this party, which is hence why I'm here talking to you. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's your house. It's my house. Your persona non grata at your own pool. And 11 young girls. Wow. Wait, doesn't school start like tomorrow? Not tomorrow. Later this week. Oh, oh okay. I know I have some f- teacher friends in Pflugerville. And school starts for them on Tuesday. Yeah. So they, uh, you know, they're so, probably getting ready. Uh, you know, teachers are probably getting ready. So that's, uh, that's interesting. Well, along those, along those lines, Jordan, I felt so old this weekend. I've talked to you before about it. My goddaughter, Mia, she moved into the dorms for her first year of college. How you feeling about that? Old. Proud. But old. God, I remember my first day in the dorms here at UT, and think that, oh, she's going to get to have these same experiences, so we'll similar, uh, is fun and scary at the same time because we got up to some crap. 
So, you know, um, Texas State, don't make me punch you in the face. All right. I mean, how much, trouble, how much trouble could you have gotten in, in the 70s, Eddie? <laughs> there was no social media back then, so don't worry about it. All right. Yeah. Um, we will, I will have to make a, a Texas State football game at some point because she plays in the band. Should be a French horn. So that's, that's fun. Yeah, that'll be great. But big news, Jordan. I told you about it last week. I warned you it was coming. My cruise is booked for March. Me and three other dudes snoring away on a balcony cabin on the Norwegian Pearl for a week in March. Now, these are guys that you just met on the cruise. Yeah, I met them in 2019. So You I've barely know them. For know them. A few years. I mean, you, you don't. You met them once. Uh, I met them a couple of times. Well, two of them. Well, one of them lives in Houston. Okay. One of them lives in Colorado. One lives in New Jersey. So I've seen, uh, seen them on a couple different shows. Went to Lake Charles for a show. Ran into uh, Rich. Went to Red Rocks for a show, ran into his brother, uh, Joe. Haven't seen John in four years, though. Okay. Well, it's going to be an exciting time. Uh, have so much fun, Eddie. I, I can't hey, wait. I've already booked my flight and a hotel. As we get closer to it, I'm going to give you more of a hard time. But I'll, I'll hold off right now. Congratulations. You're happy. You're excited. Yeah, you can I'm say gonna, whatever you want. I'm going to let you have this one today. Oh, why? Thank you, Jordan. So let's Just talk. That, let's no talk t-shirts fights. for you. There we go. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk fights. Uh, UFC on ESPN 41. Eddie, it was Marlon Vera defeating a renaissance almost of Dominic Cruz. A Dominic Cruz who looked good, who looked like he had that same footwork back, who we thought like, man, Dominic Cruz is on his way to winning a decision, doing what Dominic Cruz does. It's like he looked older in the face, but his movement was just the same. So it was kind of a weird dichotomy. As in you got an old man bouncing around like that. But yeah, he looked great and he's probably up 4-0. On the judges' scorecards. He wasn't up 4-0 on the judges' score. He was up, he was up 2-1. So he won the first no, two scorecards yeah. on all three cards. And then he I'm lost the third round. And then obviously the fourth, you know, that, uh, that, that fight terrible. actually didn't finish that round. So, Right, right. But, oh, boy, did it not finish. Did you see that picture? And I think you put a picture up on our Instagram of getting it, like, in the tooth. What yeah. is what does Marlon Vera have in these feet? Like, remember what he did to Frankie Edgar? <laughs> a dynamite? As it was a JR would say, he's got educated feet. Um, his feet aren't just educated. They're teaching lessons. And they are marking up your papers and flunking you. I mean, it is scary. You can see, like you sent me the video, you can see the moment where he broke his nose, mm-hmm. that kick. You can see it happen in real time. And then there's still where he's got his toe in... Dominic Cruz's mouth. Curling his lip back. I don't think there's anything that can prepare you for having a toe in your mouth. You know, you, you, get, you used to get getting punched in the face, kicked in the ribs, but a foot in the mouth, Jordan. Yeah. No, Not I, even the feet guys on our station, and there are a couple of foot guys, um, would appreciate that. Yeah, you don't want foot in mouth. That's, that's how you get foot in mouth disease right there. Oh, I've had that before, though. Yeah, I've had that. Before. I believe that. Uh, the oh, thing sorry. about Marlon, though, is that he was he was patient, right? He was patient. He, was. he didn't force the fight. It wasn't until like that third round, the fourth round, where he did start to really get a little bit more aggressive to show that urgency. Uh, and then he he caught you know Cruz with that with that headshot and and put him down. And Cruz obviously went down fast, tried to get up, and then went back down again. Uh, this is really interesting, right? Because you think about the entire division, Marlon Vera. He's coming off 
of you know four in a row wins now. His last loss goes back to Jose Aldo back in December of 2020. He comes in this fight. He's ranked fifth. Uh, I think Cruz was. Cruz was ranked eighth going into this. And his wins now in the four are Davy Grant, Frankie Edgar, Rob Font, and now Dominic Cruz. Um, but I want to say, Eddie, like this begins like the beginning of like a really incredible and also like brutal gauntlet of fights at Bantamweight coming up. Next week, we got Marab versus Aldo. Then we have a Corey Sandhagen versus Song Yudong. Then we have the champ, Aljamain Sterling, facing the number two, TJ Dillashaw. And then the number one ranked, Peter Yan, and the number 13, Sean O'Malley. They're fighting uh, in, in, in Abu Dhabi in October. So those are four really good matchups right there at Bantamweight. Dude, Bantamweight is a murderer's row. And there, is no, there are no easy fights in that top 15. And there's some great names also. But, I mean, it is fun to watch. And... Like we talked about before how the smaller weights, especially 125 and 135, they're so fast. And that's the amazing thing about watching that fight Saturday, just how quickly Dominic Cruz gets in and out. And it's, all, it's a little, little reminiscent of the Cody Garbrandt fight, but uh, not as uh, showboaty. Mm-hmm. But you kind of have to wait, catch him, like time him coming in, time him coming out, and he's hard to catch. But Cheeto caught him coming out. Ooh, that foot to the face. A little reminiscent of uh, Eve Edwards in his famous knockout. Yeah. Uh, if, you look, if you look at the top 10, though, right, the guys that are missing from this, these matchups, you got Rob Font, who's number seven. He's lost two in a row, though. He lost to Vera, and he lost to Aldo. You got Pedro Munoz, who he had that matchup with Sean O'Malley back at 276 and that eye injury, so he's probably not in a place where he can fight right now either. But really, like, you wonder, like, what do you do if you're the UFC? You have, like, an embarrassment of riches at Bantamweight, and, and as much as we say that lightweight is the best division, it's got to be Bantamweight. I, I think if you go pound for pound, like the top 10, even the top 15, you just meant it's, it's a murderer's row. But there are so many good fights at Bantamweight, and I would put, you know, pound for pound, the top 15 at Bantamweight versus the top 15 of any other weight class in the UFC right now. I have to agree. When you have Frankie Edgar sitting at 12 and a Nermaga Madoff at 14, come on, man. That's crazy. And yeah, then, you mentioned, go ahead. And then with the matchmaking issues, you got Frankie Edgar wanting to have a final match up in, uh, at MSG in November, and he wanted Dominic Cruz. And with this broken nose, I doubt we're going to see Dominic Cruz until next year. So who do you match up with Frankie? Yeah, I mean, no one in the top 15. Yeah. If it's not Dominic Cruz, it's nobody. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do that. That's, that's not fair to do to Frankie. But, uh, but what do you do? So, that's, let's, so Cruz is out right until next year. What do you do with Vera? Right, because you would think that at number five, I don't know if you can give him a title shot off of that. Because the guy, especially if Jose Aldo wins next week, you can't go, you can't give him a win. And maybe you do if if Marab wins. Maybe if Marab wins, you do Vera versus Marab. That's a fun matchup. Uh, you got Sandhagen out there. If maybe if Sandhagen wins, or Yudong, right? You do that matchup Wait, against Marlon Vera. Are you advocating for another title shot for Jose Aldo? If he were to win mm-hmm. and beat Marab, he's number three right now, right? Right. What do you do behind, uh, I mean, think about Aljamain Sterling or TJ Dillashaw versus Aldo. You don't like either of those? Oh, I like him. I'm just, Aldo's had like three, sh- how many shots has he had? Like, he's had two shots in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, you're just going to throw him back in there again? 
well, it's, it's not really throwing him back in there again. You know, he's, he's he got to earn it. He's he's beat Marlon Vera. He beat Pedro Munoz and he beat Rob Font. And now if he beats Marab, Devalashili, that's four fights in a row. That's four wins in a row over top guys. I think that's I mean, as much as we say, yeah, Jose Aldo's old. He's not it's a new old, matchup, though, and it's a fresh match. Well, old in, he's old in fighting years. He I'd is say. old in fighting years, yeah. It's a fresh matchup, and that's what I'd be – especially if, if Jan is not the champion, right? Now, if Sean O'Malley – if Sean O'Malley beats Piotr Jan, no question Sean O'Malley's getting the title shot. He's even come out and said that the UFC has told him that if he beats Jan, he gets a title shot. I wouldn't put that past him, and Jan's the number one guy. Yeah. So that – I mean, that kind of throws out everything. But I, don't, I think if, if Jan wins, they're not going to go right back to that well – of Aljo versus Jan. Maybe they go uh, Jan versus Dillashaw, but I wouldn't be surprised if they give Aldo a title fight against Dillashaw. That'd be fun. All right, Jordan, I think you've talked me into it. Hell, good. he's got to beat Marab first. Good job. So, and, and Marab just became a favorite too, so it's not, it's not a given. Marab, that's going to be a really tough fight this weekend in, in yeah, Salt Lake is. City. Especially if Jose Aldo decides to use his leg kicks. Like, I don't know how his shins are. I think he may have had some... Um, I don't know, just some issues with his shins, maybe some minor fractures or something before that he didn't want to kick as much. But if he does have his kicks in order, it's going to be a rough night for Marab. Yeah, I mean, I think Marab's going to be able to take him down. I actually, I do like Marab winning this fight, so I, I, don't, I think maybe the things I just told you aren't even going to matter. But <laughs> having said that, it's, I still think, and, and that's, why I, I, that's why I like UFC 278. Uh, despite the fact that it's in Salt Lake, I like that part, but I also like the matchups here. Yeah, I'm still uh, disappointed that Com- you're not going, by the way. I'm, I'm disappointed I'm not going either. Uh, let's go to the co-main here. Nate Landwehr versus David Onama. Now, this was, you know, Eddie, I, I know that you said, I know that what you say, this is not a co-main event. This is the fight before the fight. But these guys delivered. These guys fought like it was a co-main event. They over-delivered. They fought like they were on the first Ultimate Fighter. Okay, this is ridiculous. I swear to you, David Onama came out in the first round looking sharp as hell. I mean, he put... Land were down, what, twice in the first round? I think he knocked him out at one point, but he followed up real quick and woke him up. If he had not followed up, this would have been a much more boring fight, but we would have been done quicker. Yeah, well, no, it was not I mean, even boring. It's just been faster. And that second round, man, that second round where, oh. <laughs> I mean, they look so exhausted, and you would think that Onama, he was just completely out of it. Uh, I mean, that's why, I mean, he lost, you know, I think it was a 10 8 on a couple of scorecards uh, that round. But it was just like it was. It was a brutal way to go. I think it was actually a ten eight on all three because one of the judges gave Onama the third round, and that's how they had a draw on one of the scorecards. Yeah, because I thought the first round could have been a ten eight because of the two knockdowns, but Landwehr finished really well. So then it was kind of up in the air. Second round definitely a ten eight. Third round, it was fun, but there's there's no way that Onama should have won that fight. I would have been okay with the draw. But if anything, Landwehr deserved this, and he got it, and the judges did not screw this one up. What if you're, I mean, as a judge, though, do you have any umbrage, right, with the way that Landwehr was, was acting, walking away? And he got caught a couple times. He got caught when he was walking away. Onama caught him, and Onama finished the round really strong, knocking him down, I mean, really putting, you know, putting some pressure on right at the end of that fight. That's why I was saying I would have been okay with a draw, but just because of the way he finished it right there, he could have stolen uh, round three. But, yeah, there was even a point where Onama kind of caught him, kind of came up behind him. But he let Landward turn around. He's like, ah, I could have got you. I'm like, dude, get him. 
Yeah, you definitely too. And I thought it was interesting how tired those guys were. But as soon as that the third bell rang, Onama's running around the ring. He's just going crazy like uh, like he finished. Yeah, like, where was that it was, it was still fun though. Yeah. I know you got to have that. Keep that same energy the whole time. Yeah, you know. Well, what upset me about this fight was that if it had, if it hadn't been so good, the one before it, Yasmin versus Yasmin would have been fight of the night because those ladies brought it. They should have. They should have gotten a bonus. Yeah, this was interesting, right? I mean. You, I mean, they didn't. They went to a decision, so you know this is. They haven't been giving you know a bunch of decision fighters multiple bonuses. Well, uh, but when you hey, have good decisions to go around, it, yeah, you do it exactly. The the co-main quote unquote was a decision. So hey, but yeah, uh, Yasmin versus Yasmin. Um, one's twenty three, one's twenty. Future looks bright for the strawweight division. They brought it, dude. They brought it. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the main card or the undercard that you want to just highlight? Obviously, there are some good finishes. Mm-hmm. Well, back to the women, uh, Priscilla Cachuera. Yeah. Ooh, she was powerful, dude. Yeah, she looked good. Angela Hill finally didn't get worked by the judges. She got a, got a big win there. Nina Nunes. You know, Cynthia Calvillo has to be pissed. Yeah. It's like, you're going to beat me and then retire off a win right there in front of my face? That, that's that's got to, like, twist the knife in a couple inches insult, further. Insult to injury. Very much so. Yeah. yeah, that Tyson Nam like finish. Four in a row, I think, too. I know. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, that Tyson Nam finish over Ode Osborne, uh, oh, yeah. Josh Quinlan, that KO. I mean, it was though, overall, right? I mean, again, on paper, this night didn't seem the strongest of fight nights. and uh, But in the end, it delivered. It was a lot of fun fights. Yeah, that's why Dana doesn't pay these guys much, so they have to fight harder. <laughs> well, I mean, you got Marlon Vera out there. He made 300000 That was pretty good. Uh, who someone said, uh, well, we'll get to it later. But the loser in the Teofimo fight made more than that. And no one knows who he is. First time fighting out of uh, outside of Mexico. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, before we go over to PFL or Bellator, we mentioned uh, Dana White contenders. Yeah, Bo Nickel. Uh, we had mentioned that he was going to fight on Tuesday night. So he did fight. He did win. Uh, 61 second submission. <laughs> he ends up, and we said, like, he doesn't have to do anything. All he has to do is win, and he's going to get a contract. Didn't get a contract. Instead, he gets to fight again on Dana White Contender Series. And he is going to fight, it looks like a guy, a 7-1 fighter, Donovan Beard, on September 27th on the season finale. Now, what this doesn't mean, though, is that, you know, Bellator or PFL can go sign him right now. He is, for all purposes, he is a UFC fighter. Yeah, well, He talked about, I heard him talk on this week, and he's like, hey, I'd actually, I'm looking at the December card as well. Uh, so he plans on getting a win and then fighting uh, in December. Gotta love it. Right? Uh, he is a yeah. For all, I mean, he is a UFC fighter. Yeah, he, the the way he talks, a UFC is the top. He's the top. They belong together. He's not thinking of going anywhere else. And you gotta love that. You gotta love the confidence. I'm like, you might want to slow down a little bit, but says who, right? Yeah, and and, and the who one thing I? I would say to his credit, right, is like. You do, yes, he's got, like, not a ton of experience in MMA, but he has a ton of experience of competing in a combat sport, right? And so, and he's and, and he is the one of the best of the best at this combat sport. And so, you know, you, you can maybe, uh, you know, do I think he's ready to go fight for a title today? No. But does, do I think he has a quicker ramp than someone else would? I do. I do think he is. He is one of the best at the best base that you can have for MMA. But he's got like two minutes of cage time. 
I know. We, we've got to see a lot more there. So, uh, yeah. so I'm looking forward. I will watch him September 27th as well. Uh, all right. Let's get over to yeah the PFL. Eddie, you texted me on Saturday afternoon. And I didn't know what was happening. I thought it was, I, I don't know, what, what did I text you back when I, I said, oh, Zach, I thought it was, you were telling me about Zach Wilson. No, you were telling me about Rory McDonald. Yes. Dude, Rory got torched. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it's, um, you know, they have these little vignettes before the fights, and they talk about what the guys are doing, how they got to this point. They showed Rory uh, how he's been coming here to Austin to train at Tim Kennedy's gym, and that looked great. Then they bring up this guy, Delano Taylor, who's actually a fill-in. He's a substitute in the, in the tournament. And he was, the uh, I think, the Titan FC champion last year. He was on the PFL Challenger Series this year. So basically like the PFL's version of the Contender Series. And here he is talking about how Rory McDonald doesn't want to fight anymore. And I'm like, oh, man, you're going to pay for those words. And what happened? He landed the prettiest punch right on Rory's chin. And Rory did not want to be in there anymore. I couldn't believe so much that he's retired. So much that he's retired since then. He left the cage before the official announcement, which I thought was you know unRory like. But he left his gloves gloves off, gloves off, walked out, didn't even wait for uh, Taylor to get his hand raised. I'm like, dude. Yeah. So now he faces he faces Sadabo Sai. Yes. And uh, who beat Carlos Leal by decision? Yeah. Told you to watch out for him last week. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Over on the heavyweight side, Eddie. We got uh, Ante Delija. He defeated Henan Fajera. That was the first round. Uh, that one surprised TKO. me, too, because we've yeah. seen Fajera a few times, and he's really good, and he's great on the ground. But Delia, I don't know, he just torched him. First round. It got, and it, then Matthias. quickly. Yeah, Matthias Scheffel, he's, he uh, defeated Juan Adams. So uh, those are your matchups, right? So you got Delia versus uh, Scheffel, and then you got Delano Taylor versus Sadabo Sai. That is the finale. Right, that's coming up in October, I think, over in the PFL. Yeah, and I think they were in uh, what Cardiff, Wales. Mm-hmm. And so this week they'll this be London. Be in London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to Bellator just real quick. Godi Yamuchi, he defeats uh, Neiman Gracie, second round KO. Uh, Valentin Moldovsky, he uh, that was uh, ended up in a no contest. Uh, quick, yeah, that was, that was uh, ugly. quick no contest. Uh, and then Ali Malay McFarland missing weight, still got a decision, but uh, kind of not what I expected to see yeah. from her. Yeah, she didn't look great. Uh, but she feels, um, yeah, she's she's not uh, long for this sport anymore. But yeah, and, and she almost lost her pants. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was. Uh, that and was then one other thing, Aaron Jeffrey defeated uh, Austin Vanderford. That's 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 a fall from grace. Maybe he should spend less time making uh, naked videos with Paige, because his last two outings have not been pretty. He's much uh, better I than mean, what Ed, he sh- he's much better than what he's shown the last two fights. Eddie, I would tell you right now that if you had the opportunity to do that, I would tell you to do that instead. <laughs> I mean, I understand. You specifically. Uh, all right. Let's talk Teofima versus Campa. Let's get out of here. Oh, man. Uh, Camp was obviously handpicked to be Teofimo's first opponent at 140, but that dude was no cream puff, man. He came in at, what, 34-1-1? That's a hell of a record with 23 KOs, but uh, I think this was his first fight outside Mexico. So he was bigger and more experienced, but Teofimo was just faster and more skilled. And you could tell by the sixth round that he kind of found his groove and he was just playing with his food. And then... Uh, Ref stopped it in the seventh. So Teofimo won the vacant WBC NABF title and the WBO International Junior Welterweight titles. That's a mouthful, good Lord. Basically, the uh, Intercontinental titles for uh, 140. So he goes from undisputed at 135 to uh, work his way up at 140 with some minor titles. But it's a good step up to prove that he's not too small and he has enough power for the jump up and weight. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's, uh, that's guys, that is UFC on ESPN 41. 
PFL 8, Bellator 284, and Teofimo Lopez versus Campa. Guys, you are listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn and hornfeb.com, and we will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. What's up with that? 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 And welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and HornFM.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. You can find us everywhere at Fight Night ATX. Jordan, I'm just going to jump right into it because people are tired of hearing me talk. The UFC is headed down south to Brazil, finally. What's up with that? Yeah, so the UFC last week, they announced that they have a new broadcast deal uh, in Brazil. So they're going to be uh, signing with, they reached a deal with, a, with Band TV. And they're also going to launch their Fight Pass streaming service in the country in January 2023. Uh, but that's not all, Eddie. They're also going to bring UFC 283 to Brazil on January 21st. Now, they don't I don't know what city they're going to be and I don't know where it's going to be, but they do they say they are going to be in Brazil UFC 283. Now, what the, you think about who could be on that card? With Amanda Nunes winning back the bantamweight title. That's a good chance she could be on that fight card. Now, I have no idea who on earth she could fight because there literally is nobody in either division uh, that she hasn't beat. But she should be on that fight card. And another one, Eddie, which I know is going to pain you. Devison Figueredo has said that he wants to fight in Brazil, that he deserves. He deserves to fight in Brazil. And he wants that fight, that fourth fight, the quadrilogy with Brandon Moreno. Now, you have called That doesn't out, pain me at all. Well, you, you called Brandon Moreno to be the undisputed champion at the end of 2022. Uh, if that fight happens in January, that, that, does not ha- that does not work. Well, you know what? I don't think we ever said undisputed. We just said champion. And if he's interim champion, that counts. No, you will not get a point for that. There, there's, there's a belt. You will not get a point. It does not say who's <laughs> going to be. It does not say who will be the interim champion. Ah. It's who will be the champion. And that one person is going to be the guy who this guy picked right here, Devison Figueredo. Who else? Though, Eddie, who else should be on that card? You think if Charles Oliveira wins in Abu Dhabi, you could go three titles. I wouldn't do it, but you could, right? Uh, They've if, done it before. Yeah. If, you know, Glover Teixeira. You know, I'm sure he would like to, but that's not going to happen there. Yuri doesn't want to fight in Brazil. He, and Yuri probably can make that. Anybody else you can think of? Oh, that's a great question. And you put me on the spot, dude. How dare you? Um, Alex Pajeda, if he were to win, probably not going to happen either. But Yeah, yeah probably. He's not that important. No. Um, what? Really? Alex Pajeda is not that important? He's about to oh, fight oh, sorry, Israel not... Adesanya. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, uh, no, he's not that important. How about Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. There that's, you go. That's something. That's what I was looking for. There you go. Yeah. I'm just looking for a bigger name. Alex Pajeda, he's great. We think. Just could not name could, be, could be the champion. Yeah, could be. Uh, now, before you give me any more trouble, Jordan, uh, former tough runner-up Uriah Hall has retired. What's up with that? Yeah, so last Wednesday, Uriah Hall, he put out a statement saying that he has decided to retire from MMA and leave the UFC. But this is, kind of, this this is what's week. kind of weird, right, is that his statement actually said – 
It is with great sadness that I will be stepping away from the best sport in the world. Now, sometimes when you're thinking like, yeah, I guess, I, I mean, Eddie, when I, when I, when I retire from this show, I, I'm not going to say it is great sadness. It's going to say, Hey, we've had some great times, but it's time to move on. It's weird that he no wrote great like sadness from you. Really? I don't know. It's weird that he wrote like, Hey, uh, with great sadness. I mean, if it's not great sadness, then why don't, if, if it's going to cause that much sadness, why don't you just keep fighting? Well, because getting punched in the face, uh, will change your emotions too. When, when did he win the ultimate fighter? What year was it? That's been a while. I, I can't remember that. Yeah. I mean, you, he's been getting punched. And, and by the way, for just, for and just so you know, time. he did not win the Ultimate Fighter. He was the runner-up. He, he lost yes, to Kelvin you're right. Gasolin. You're right. Um, everyone forgot about that because that uh, was a heel kick yeah. that he won one mm -hmm. of the fights with, and no one remembers that Kelvin Gasolin won. That's and that's, that's the problem, right? Is that he never actually like lived up to that hype that he had on the Ultimate yeah. Fighter season when he didn't had have that, the killer instinct. That, yeah, and but he did and have some the, good or wins. The wrestling. He did have some good wins, right? He had he had Anderson Silva's final fight in the UFC. He had Chris Weidman. I mean, it was the weird. It was the weird, you know, injury that he had. Uh, it kind of brings those two together again. And then it was the other one. I would say is uh, you know he had that Gegard Mousasi back in the day. So yeah, kind of tough there. Yeah, and he, like I said, he never had that killer instinct, and his lack of wrestling really hindered him, uh, kept him from being the kickboxer that he could have been in the cage. But while we're on the subject of boxing and kickboxing, Jordan, Chris Cyborg is switching things up on us. What's up with that? Yeah, so Chris Cyborg is making her boxing debut next month in Curitiba, Brazil. Okay, she's going to face Simone Silva, who is 17 and 21 professionally. The fight's going to be at middleweight, which I think that's at 160 pounds. It happens on the 25th of September. So we've always heard that Chris Cyborg has talked about wanting to box, to come in and, and box. She's mentioned Katie Taylor. She's mentioned, you know, maybe even Holly Holm, who's got one fight left in her contract. But she said that she wanted to box. And this is her opportunity to do so. I, I don't know what her deal is actually with Bellator. We knew that she had one fight left in her contract, or it was like fight in, until August. And August has come, right? And she hasn't got a fight. So I think she's actually done with her contract. So you would say, hey, that, that's great. That makes it really easy for her to sign with Kayla Harrison or with PFL and Kayla Harrison to make that fight. But it still seems like she's not super excited about that either. Well, you know, she is getting up there in age. Kayla's no, uh, no pushover. So... Yeah, you kind of got to pick your battles at this age, I guess. But who knows, really? Seems they've been going back and forth on social media. Sounded like um, Cyborg blocked her, blocked Kayla again. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she or Cyborg's manager. Yeah, she was, you know, she was out on uh, uh, Chris Cyborg and Kayla. They were both talking to Errol Hawani last week about this uh, this boxing deal. So exciting for Chris Cyborg. Yeah, and like I saw her uh, uh, Muay Thai debut. A couple of years ago in Vegas, she lost that, but it was. Uh, she said it was a great experience for her. So she's kind of looking for the same thing in boxing. Yeah, that should be good. Now, Jordan, have you seen your man crush, Patty Pimblet? He looks like he's been photoshopped into a meme of himself. I think I'm thinking him and Molly should switch nicknames, and he should be the meatball. What's up with this? Well, maybe he ate the meatball, but uh, Patty Pimblet looks. You know, he says he's he's weighing around 200 pounds, Eddie. That's hard to believe that that Patty. Is that 200 pounds? That, that's a lot of weight for a guy who fights at 155 pounds to balloon up so big. Uh, he did say that, uh, so he did a media room on, uh, on Saturday in, in San Diego, and he said that he was around 200 pounds. Uh, no one got him on the scale, right? So no one actually can, can tell if that's the right weight. But he did say that. Like, you look, just look at his face. When I start fighting with, maybe his face just gets fat, I don't know. Uh, but when, when, uh, when Patty says when I start fighting guys that are ranked or, or on the different contract, then I'll, I'll kind of take this serious. I just don't think, I mean, you got to take this serious all the time. How many times have I said, eat like a professional year-round? 
You know what I mean? I mean, at least three. You won't have to, you won't have to cut the times. weight. You won't have to cut the weight. You stay ready. You can take fights uh, at a quicker notice. How did Michael Bisping win the title? Two weeks notice. And if we don't get ready, we stay ready. That's right. It's professionals. Yeah. Speaking of someone ready who's staying to ready. We record this yeah. all the time. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of someone who's staying ready, Shane Burgos, uh, coming off that win back at UFC Long Island at uh, over Charles Jourdain, he's actually now signed with the PFL. He was a free agent, and uh, he decided he's going to sign with the PFL, he told Errol Hawani this week. Uh, but, you know, this is something that we talked about last week, Eddie, that, you know, when you look at the guys who are in the, at least last week's guys that were in the finals of the PFL, it makes sense if you're a young up-and-comer kind of, you know, ex-UFC fighter, there's good opportunities for you. Like, you can come in and you can win and you can win a million dollars. He says this is going to be his biggest contract, that he's making more than he's ever made. And, uh, you know, he's gonna only 31 years old, and, and he says he's going to fight this year. Nice. Yeah, you don't wait till you wash out of the UFC and then go there fight to fight the Hungry Lions, as we've seen what happened to Rory and Anthony Pettis. I saw a um, quick little video of Anthony Pettis at his uh, AP fight uh, championships uh, over the weekend. Both of his hands in casts. Not, not a great look when you're putting on a show. Yeah. But, yeah, you're not going to go over there and just think you're going to pick up a quick check. Yeah. All right, let me give you a few new fights. Let's get out of here. Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov fighting Gadzi Omar Gadda. Omar Gadziev. Uh Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Job, I just uh, want to say that. You got Molly McCann versus Aaron Blanchfield. That's happening at UFC 281. Uh, Dominic Reyes is finally coming back versus Ryan Spann. Derek Brunson versus Jack Hermanson. Yuri Prochaska versus Glover Teixeira. Uh, and then Houston's Mike Jackson is fighting Pete Rodriguez. Now, that's his fourth UFC fight. Kind of surprising. Remember, Dana White did not like him. And uh, remember, he did win his last fight over Dean Barry with, via eye poke. I think that the UFC thought they were going to get rid of him there. Uh, yeah, I just saw him in the stands in Dallas, I think. Okay. Over in Bellator, Aaron Pico is fighting Jeremy Kennedy. That's on that uh, Bellator 286 card. Juan Archuleta versus Enrique Barzola. And then Patricky Pitbull is going to defend his Bellator lightweight title against Umar Nurmagomedov. Ooh, so that's exciting. That's good. And then over in uh, boxing, you got Deontay Wilder versus Robert Hellenius, uh, October 15th at the uh, Barclays Center. So, Eddie, that's new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night. On 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Hey, 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 hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I am Jordan. You can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, there's lots of champions fighting this week. You got Kamaru Usman facing Leon Edwards for the UFC welterweight title. A couple, a couple former champions. You got Luke Rockhold fighting. Uh, he's fighting Paulo Costa. You got Jose Aldo fighting Rob Devalashvili. But that's not all. You've got uh, over in the PFL, you got current champion, I guess, Kayla Harrison. Yep. She's women's fighting. Lightweight champ. It's yeah. the women's lightweight and the featherweight titles or the uh, playoffs going on. You've got BKFC, Michael Venom Page and Michael Mike Perry, Page Van Zant. And then over in boxing, Eddie, you got Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. It's There's the big one. a lot going on. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I guess let's start. We'll start with the fact that I had to sell my Incubus and Sublime tickets because there's so much going on this Saturday. On top of that, it's my daughter Kate's birthday this weekend, too. So I can't get out to Salt Lake for that reason either. 
Lord, man. And you know, BKFC, it's in London. That's going to be an afternoon show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you're going to catch that. There's the boxing, the boxing's like midday as well, because that's also yeah. in the UK. They're yeah. going to walk No, actually, first. that's in a, in the, it's a rager on the Red Sea. Okay. That's in Abu Dhabi. Okay, well, that still is going to be midday for us here. Yeah, yeah. Luckily for me, that way I don't have to try to watch all four at the same time. Man, it is going to be a fun day of fights. Yeah, it should be really good. And let's start UFC 278, Salt Lake City in the Vivint Center, the former Delta Center. I've spent a lot of time there, right? I've spent quite a few days at the uh, at the old Delta Center, watching a lot of jazz games, watching wrestling there, done done a lot. Uh, Kamar Usman takes on Leon Edwards in a rematch. This is a rematch of their fight. Gosh, years ago, I want to say it was on the Dos Anjos Cowboy Cerrone fight. Was it like 2017? It was a while ago. It was 2015, actually. It was Dos Anjos versus Cowboy 2. And, Eddie, wouldn't you know, this fight actually was like the first, the the main fight on the UFC Fight Pass prelims. So not even like the television prelims. This was, uh, I mean, good good, good company. Uh, Francis Ngannou was also on those, those fight, uh, fight Pass prelims. Vicente Luque also. But this was a unanimous decision. Uh, Kamar Usman defeated Leon Edwards. Since then, you know, both guys, I mean, since then, Leon Edwards, obviously, he's made a run. Uh, he lost to Kamaru Usman, and then he's just gone on a tear. Uh, he does have that one yeah, no contest. Sense, yeah. Has that no contest to Bilal Muhammad for the eye poke. But, you know, he's got wins over Luque, Barbarina, Cerrone, Gunnar Nelson, Dos Anjos. We saw that. That was in San Antonio. Nate Diaz. Uh, but then Kamar Usman, man. I mean, this guy still undefeated in the UFC. You know, he did have that loss back in 2013 and in his just his second fight. But, you know, Colby Covington, Masvidal, Burns, Masvidal, Covington, Woodley. Just a lot going on. I mean, this is a fight you would think that. Maya, yeah. uh, I'm really interested to see. What's going to happen for, um, you know, in this fight, right? How is this fight going to go? What, have we seen Leon Edwards mature enough? Has he changed enough? Because at this point, I mean, I think most people are ready to give Kamar Usman his flowers. He is probably the second greatest welterweight of all time. Maybe on the cusp of being the greatest welterweight. He could be. I mean, GSP is fantastic, but Kamar Usman is doing things, you know, where I legitimately think he could move up and wait and be a threat. And he's not he's not defending his title by laying and praying. And that's that's a big difference between him and GSP towards the end of his title reign, and it makes a huge difference. And you know, people just wanting to come out and see it, especially nowadays with the the way the UFC is making their money. You you need to draw the eyeballs. Yeah. No, I mean Kamar Usman. There there's nothing you can take away from his skill set. And he's been in some great fights too. I mean, those Covington fights were fantastic. Uh, so he has, this is going to, he's going for his sixth title defense. He won the title and then he has defended it five times. And, uh, and you know, I, I still think, I think Usman is going to win this. I would think it's going to be an emphatic win uh, just because I think so highly of Usman. Yeah. And they've both improved a lot since their first meeting, but you can just tell Kamaro already had a huge step up in wrestling. But his hands have caught up. Hopefully for him, he doesn't fall in love with a knockout and remembers that he's allowed to wrestle. And if he mixes it up against Leon Edwards, I like Edwards, but he'll be in trouble. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold, we haven't seen him for a while. Obviously, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see this fight. Uh, that one kind of feels like a, like a train wreck that I just don't want to look away from. It's like a car crash on the highway. And you're like, ooh, this one's going to be just fun. 
for no yeah. reason. Rockhold is coming off of that. I mean, he hasn't fought since 2019, right? He had that knockout loss uh, against Jan Blachowicz. He got knocked out by Yoel Romero before that. He thinks he's uh, going to get a title shot at middleweight uh, with a win here. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's not many people at 180, uh, 185 pounds that you know could draw like Luke Rockhold. So we'll, we'll see. It's a fresh matchup, obviously, for Adesanya. But I, I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, but the way that the UFC books title fights. Maybe. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. Uh, Aldo versus Marab Dvalishvili. We talked about that fight a little Coast bit earlier. Six, yeah. I think that if you have Dvalishvili, uh, he's going to have to, you know, weather that storm of the kicks, of the strikes, of, you know, and he's going to have to really try to secure that takedown. We've seen really good defense for Jose Aldo in his takedown defense. And Marab is just going to have to go back to that well over and over and over again. I think this has a great chance of going to the distance, and I have a Marab Dvalishvili win here. Yeah. And real quick, going back to... Um, the Rockhold and Costa fight. Costa is currently ranked number six. Pajera is getting a title shot at number five. So if Rockhold does win this, he very well could be next in line, just like that. Yeah, I mean, Adesanya has to beat Pajera in order for that to happen, right? Because they would they would run it back, I'm sure. Also on the fight card, you got uh, Marcin Tybura. You got Alex versus Alexander Ram- Romanov. That's a fun fight. Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker. Uh, anything else on the early prelims that uh, that is interesting to you? Uh, Jared Gordon, Leonardo Santos, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a little Lucy Pudilova. Yeah. But no. not, not much name value before he gets to the main card. I, I, re- I do. like I like the main card. It's a, it's a really good good card. It's a fun card for the, my friends in, in Salt Lake. Uh, Miranda Maverick, though, versus Shawna Young. I think that is – I like Miranda Maverick. Uh, all right, Eddie. PFL, they are going to be in London now. Obviously, the big draw is Kayla Harrison. Kayla Harrison versus Martina Jandrova. Uh, she's in one side of the bracket. Larissa Pacheco versus Olena Kolasenic. I, I, obviously, this is a showcase, obviously, for Kayla Harrison. She's expected to win this. She is the pride of PFL. She is the face of their of the PFL. I, I was going to say their women's division, but she's the face of the PFL. Uh, she is, yeah. And I believe she's facing a replacement here, too, the Martina Jandrova. So, yeah, I think just like a, a quick, like one-week replacement, too. So as long as she just sticks to her guns and does what she does, she should be fine. But we've seen, if you just look back at Rory last week, those replacements can come out of nowhere and put your lights out. But if she sticks with what she does best, she'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I, in the co-main event, though, I actually really like this fight. Chris Wade versus Brandon Lottinen. Uh, these guys are selling this fight. So they're featherweights. Uh, they did a face-to-face last week. It was good. These guys don't like each other. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, Chris Wade has been, he's a former UFC fighter. He's been the PFL almost since the beginning, since PFL 2. Uh, and then, obviously, Brandon Lottinen, he's the guy that didn't get the contract on Dana White's Contender Series, and uh, this this is there's there's animosity, and I like this fight. Let's go to BKFC real quick. Uh, we've got uh, <laughs> Michael Venom Page versus Mike Perry. Eddie, I know you love this fight. I don't know whose idea this was, who came up with it, how they did it, but I'm just really glad they did. This is one of those just out of nowhere. MVP. On no loan from Bellator. He says on yeah. loan from Bellator for this. He's, not exactly. a, he's still a Bellator fighter. Just fought for the welterweight title. Won't have to worry about wrestling. Just gets to stand back and let his hands go against someone who you definitely know is going to let his hands go. Mike Perry is a crazy man. There's that great scene of him spitting out blood from his last fight. This is must-see TV. And then in the co-main, an actual co-main, you got Paige Van Zandt going up against Carissa Sagala. Um, It's like an OnlyFans battle. So maybe the winner will give everyone a di- the loser gives everyone a discount or something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I like how you say that this is a a true co-main event. When yes. honestly, Eddie, come on. I mean, Paige Van Zandt by name 
is a co-main event. Not by skill, though. Yeah, yeah. The point is that you put it on the poster to sell the event. That's a co-main, not just the next to last fight. If they put you and me in the next to last fight, we're not selling the event. Ah, I might. That's not, that's not a co-main. All right, talk to me about... Actually, you, you might. Yeah, no, talk no, to me about no, Usyk versus Joshua, too. Oh, dude. Alexander Usyk came up with the biggest upset in recent memory, beating Joshua and taking all his belts last year. They're running it back in Abu Dhabi. Tons of money on the line. All the belts. And now that Tyson Fury has again uh, decided he's going to retire, the ring has vacated that heavyweight championship, and they're putting that one on the line here. So the only thing left out is a WBC title, which Tyson Fury also has, which they haven't vacated yet because he's Tyson Fury and he'll probably change his mind. Pretty much all the belts on the line for the heavyweights. It's great. I love it. Awesome, man. So you got you got boxing, you've got UFC, you've got bare knuckle, you've got PFL. It's a great week, guys. We'll be back next week to cap it all. Uh, stay tuned. Sports guys talking wrestling. St- Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons coming up next. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Follow us one, at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. Keep it positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.